when I, because I saw cats and Into the Woods, both when I was young, when I saw cats, I was, I think it was the same year. I think Into the Woods was on, they were both on tour. Good year. It was, well, you know, good and bad. Uh Because I saw cats and I was like, this is trash. Mm -hmm. This is garbage. I hate it. It's not about anything. It takes place on trash, too. On trash. With, like, you know, an, an insane spaceship at the end. I thought the music was bad. I thought the dancing, I was like, who cares? It's about I, nothing. I hate the circus. Like, Do you know I don't the wanna... story of the two old ladies who walked by the front of the theater? No. The original cats that stayed open for, like, 100 years? At the Winter Garden. That's right. And these two old women walked by, and one of them had seen it, and one of them hadn't. She said, oh, cats. Yeah, I've heard about that. What's it about? The other goes, well, there were all these cats. And um, there's this one cat, she's sick, she's dying. And um, all the other cats, they sing and they dance to try and make her feel better. They're very good. P.S. It doesn't work. So they put her in a tire and they blast her through the roof. And that is the story of cats. However, if that was like really the show, I think I'd gag. But it is the show. I know, but it felt more like Spoon River Anthology or like somewhere people have like a monologue, a song about like nothing. It's all pastiche. Yeah. It's a real like, you know, this person will have their moment and then this person will have theirs. Yeah, it's bad. Also, Android Rubber is garbage. Synthesizer trash. Fully garbage. I was, what was I listening to recently accidentally by Android Webber? I can't remember what it was, but literally everything, every one of his musicals was in it. It might be a Vita where you can pick up a little bit of Starlight Express, no, a little bit of Phantom. Same. It's all the same chord structure, it's just one note different. Do you know that there is Phantom of the Opera Part 2 yeah. called, like, Return to Love or something? Uh, re- the, here, yeah. The Love yeah, Canal. Whatever. It's and um, it's not good. in this one, Christine dies at the end. Oh, that sounds good, though. Because... She's poisoned by another girl in the oh. chorus. I oh, that's think, great! Or it sounds something. like a good story. Revenge is always good. I could, I mean, as but the music's by Andrew Lloyd Webber still. So um, still I was bad. called in to audition for the replacement for one of the for McCavity for the last Broadway run of Cats, and I told them that I'd rather eat glass than do Cats, and that's from Heather Lang. Heather Lang, we love you. We love you. And she's right. I really would rather swallow broken glass than put on a cat unitard. It's with a leg big ask, and put whisker makeup on my face it's a big ask as an adult you know and do a double turned in passe but you know i mean oh girl it's a lot however but what i was saying was i also saw uh into the woods that year that's a good show and that was incredible into the woods is amazing stephen sondheim's really great yep have you ever wanted to be in a... Oh, ladies, gentlemen, other, I'm here with Garen Scribner. <laughs> it's, it's hey, a, guys. It's a divide and conquer week because Reed is in Germany. Um, I'm in New York City. And I'm, I'm here with Garen. We're going to talk about lots of stuff. Is that... What is that? Is it is Bim that, Korean food? Chicago. Chicago. Hello. Hey, Wells Fargo. Scam. Oh, wow, the food's oh, here. I thought it was a scam phone call. I've been getting lots from China. I've been getting lots from China, too. They are coming for me, baby. I mean, I generally don't pick up. And Wells then. Fargo, Bank of America, is, Press 9. Is I don't that know. what they say? Yeah, they're always trying to scam me. Mine are completely in Chinese. I can't, I don't know what it is. And I, I, I think maybe it's just someone has a wrong number. My but it comes from good, many, many different numbers. He, oh, yeah, because it's always an auto generated robocall. But my brother has a good story about somebody at Once in the Sound, the theater, in the dressing room, closed door, and all he hears is, Fuck you, I hate you, never call me again! And he opens the door and goes, are you okay? And he goes, sorry, it's a scam call. I keep getting them. 
who was it? it was, who was that I actor? I don't remember what cast member it was, but like, it's an automated thing. They don't hear you. But I'm glad people are getting their rage out because it's good to rage sometimes. I was waiting for FedEx a couple weeks ago for a credit card because... FedEx is bullshit. They're, it's a terrible FedEx company. is trash. They suck my dick. I, I hate f- FedEx. I hate them. So I call. So I like get this thing being like, your FedEx will arrive by 3 p.m. today. And I'm like... Rrr. At like, I was like, well, I'll wait. And then at 3.30, I was like, so is this coming? And they're like, oh, no, it's going to come tomorrow. And I was like... Oh, okay, weird. And by the way, no, it's not. So the next day at like 2.45, I'm like, hey, like, I, I got to go. Yeah. So is this going to come? And they were like, mm-hmm, 3.10. I'm like, it's not here. And they're like, well, there was a flight delay. And I'm like, so why don't you let me know that earlier? Why wasn't this updated? Uh, I, it goes on and on. Eventually I called back and I just said, <laughs> I really lost my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, your company is abusing me. This is abuse. I, I am being, I am being abused by your you company. Are. FedEx is abusing the whole world. And this man yelled at me. Oh. It's not our fault for the weather. And I was like, why didn't you let me know then? Why did you keep saying it was going to be at three p.m. until I call at three fifteen? And now you're saying that it was on a delayed flight. Wouldn't you've known that like three hours before? This is abuse. That you hung up. I one of us hung up. I'm sure. <laughs> um... Karen, hi. Hi, baby. Uh, right now, you're at the Met. I'm at the Met, yeah. I'm doing you... a new production of La Traviata. Uh-huh. And Michael Mayer's directing and Lauren Lataro is choreographing. And I'm dancing Has with Has Michael Mayer Nichols. ever done an opera before? Yes, he just did Marnie. Oh, he did the Marnie. Did he you did get to Marnie. see it? No, I missed it. Because I had saw African Mean Girls play on Saturday instead, which was incredible. You saw what? You saw African Mean Girls play at the Lucille Lortel Theater at oh. MCC. It is beyond amazing so so good okay fear us on that recommendation yeah. yep yes it's brilliant it, it looks at the the all of the tropes of teen films like mean girls mm-hmm. and puts it in ghana at a girls boarding school who are obsessed with american uh beauty pageants one of them is trying to win miss ghana and it just reveals all of the bullshit that is kind of american consumerism and consumerism consumerism and commercialism and that teenagers everywhere go through the same stuff but actually it's not that deep if you're in america because you don't have anything at stake right it's not like you're actually like dealing with everybody's dead of base and some baseline right. around you some and baseline you living things to right. school right. yeah it's great it's a good show it's really really smart um so yeah so i'm at the met with martha nichols my love, who's incredible. Who's your dance partner on that. Yep, and in Mandy Moore's show, and in Michael Jackson, even though I'm not supposed to say I'm in Michael Jackson. You're not supposed to say anything no. about the Michael but Jackson thing? But she was announced as the associate choreographer, so I think it's okay. Do I need to cut that out? No, it's fine. Okay. Um, wait, you and Martha, I can't wait to meet Martha. Yeah. But did you two meet in the Michael Jackson moment? We met or- during Mandy Moore's workshop. Mandy Moore, the choreographer who choreographed a lot every, of By the way, every time you and I have talked about Mandy Moore, I, I think specify. it's Mandy Moore. I know. The- Actually, her Instagram handle is nope, the other one. That's her Instagram where, handle. Where is Mandy Moore from? LA. What's her deal? She is incredible. She's a teacher. She has been on the convention circuit forever. She's okay. a So You Think You Can Dance choreographer and judge and dancing what with the stars. How, when did she start doing So You Think You Can Dance? Because oh, I the started. I, I think the first season. Then I know who she is. Because yeah, I watched the first like three or four seasons of that show yeah. and then like couldn't. You know, it's like when you're like, right. you've eaten too many macaroons. I you're like, it. I never want another one again. I know. Um, <laughs> 
but I I would really the first season of So You Think You Can Dance was kind of a revelation. So good and exciting. Did Danny Tidwell do that season? Who won that? I don't remember. The it one. the way Josh? it felt like it was actually going to press into America and actually have dance not explore it especially in terms of there's going to be these guys who are going to dance yeah. they're going to be out yeah. they're you know I don't know in the first season if everyone was out or if it was just pretty clear It's just it was clear but never it was, indicated yeah people you know, didn't have to like run up to the camera and go I'm gay right yeah. but you could chill you could chill <laughs> and um so, bro. Uh, it was really and, and I felt really moved by it yeah um, especially by people being like this is this is my ticket, you know. Yeah, and getting and, out of where they could get out of. At, like pretty, pretty compelling little dance theater mm-hmm. vignettes. Like I'm mm-hmm. gonna tell a story in a minute and a half, mm-hmm. and it's not like the most brilliant thing you've seen in the world, but like they're nice and it shows that dance can be told in a cute little narrative way. Were you ever on it? No. I remember when I first saw Barton. Reed was like, show. I was seeing Barton in. A Lara Lubavitch. We love you so much, Barton. Yeah. I was seeing Barton in this Lara Lubavitch piece with Reed, and Reed was like, "Oh." And then there's this young guy who makes me, you know, feel so old or something like that. Uh-huh. Who really is? I said, "Well, what's he like?" And he's like, "You know, it's very. He could be in so you think he can dance. He can really do everything. He's incredible." And I remember Barton coming out and shwacking his face with his leg mm-hmm. right away, and I was like, "Wow, girl, work, um, work." Uh, and she's got the feet, the whole thing. Yeah. So, okay, Mandy Moore, choreographer from that. And what were you working yeah. on with? Oh, and Mandy did La La Land. Mandy did La La Land. Uh-huh. She's done 100,000 films and TV things. She choreographs on the Academy Awards and the Emmys. Now she's a judge on, so you, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Dancing with the Stars Junior. What she's is that? Ju- it's a new show. I know What's Dancing with the Stars yeah. Junior? Yeah. Are they I like children, like child actors? It. They're kid dancers, yeah, who are. But one of them's. It. Like a ballroom dancer, and the other one's like from General Hospital. Right. Like, is right. it something like I, I that? I don't know. Is I that... don't know if they're celebrities or they're just, they must be kids' celebrities. Well, it has sure. to be because that's the premise of that show. Yeah. I mean, even, and it can be a celebrity like, you know, Tanya Harding. It doesn't have to be like a celeb, right. but that would be great. Always, I think she did do Tanya Harding so. was on, girl. Yeah, she, that's, yeah. That happened. Oh, she's amazing. I love Tanya Harding. Great well, story. like in this way, you know, you but do nice we? Skater, right? Of course, we talked about this. You made your whole work about it. Do they know that? That you used to be a nice skater. Yeah. Yeah. Well, didn't we talk about it on the podcast when you were on with your brother? Maybe we did. Next subject. I mean, Garen was a figure skater yeah. and come see the remount of Everything's Imaginable when we do January. it again, January 7th through 12th, yeah. which I'm going to send you guys the final rehearsal schedule now and actually really know what it is. Okay, perfect. Um, okay. And everybody who missed it, don't sleep on getting your tickets because it will sell out immediately. It's a good so. show. It's a good show. It's a good show. We we worked real hard on it. Yeah, it's great. But yes, you were a figure skater. I, yes. I do know that. And I'll never get over it. That's why mm-hmm. I have a solo for you to try and do figure skating in socks. But Tanya Harding, I want us to roll back a bit on it. Like, I love her in this way. At the yeah. same time, like, she loves her guns. Yep. You know, it's a real... It's a mixed bag. But... You know, when I saw that incredible documentary with um, Margot Robbie yeah, as uh-huh. her, I, I really had a deeper feeling. I cried so hard for Margot Robbie as Tanya movie. Harding. Yeah. When she looks into the mirror, when she's at, um, aren't they at Lilyhammer? 
where she looks in the mirror and she puts the lipstick on and she like is crying and then she tries to smile and smile again. It's great. Uh, I cried so hard. Do you know Michelle Mola or is that just in my... I went to high school with Michelle Mola. Okay, you do. I love Michelle Mola. I watched it with Michelle Mola in my bed. Uh Holding while we like held each other being like, it's real life. She gets it. Michelle gets it. She understands. In the big snow... Of this past week, Michelle sent me a Which video. Took every tree branch in New York City down, and like, well, because the leaves are still on, girl. Because global warming is real. Yeah, it's it is. Well, the weather will consume us. Here. The weather will take us all away. If the TB doesn't get us first. <laughs> TB? Do you have TB? No, but I'm doing Traviata right now, so uh, it feels appropriate. That's old school, girl. We all got shots. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, they've been outbreaks recently. Of TB. Yeah. yeah. Wait, remember that well water poisoning in this is going to be such no. an all over the map no, <laughs> There was some like poisoned well moment, I think, in Minnesota uh, where this girl got TB and then everyone got TB from uh-huh. like a poison well moment. Wow. Anyhow. Moulin Rouge, that's coming back. Speaking of TB. Moulin Rouge, the musical. Broadway Wait, musical it's not back. over? No, it, it, the out-of-town tryout happened. It's coming to Broadway. Was it? Was the out-of-town in Boston? Yes. It really felt like it happened on Broadway. I feel I already they saw really it. They really did it. They like put elephants in the in the theater and like did the whole thing. Real elephants? No, but big okay, fake ones. They good. were probably very expensive. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, girl, King Kong. Oh, my God. Do you have friends in it? I do, but it doesn't mean that I can't say it's garbage. I am not afraid of saying that King Kong's garbage. I mean, I'm so sorry. how long was it? Um, I left it intermission. Yes! Yeah, I'm so because, sorry. Because, honey, we're all going to die. You can't stay. We're just dust. We have to be honest about these things. My biggest problem with King Kong is that it's Ugh. a story from, what, 1933? It's already a racist idea. The whole thing right, is a right, racist right, idea. Right. This poor fragile white woman gets <laughs> stolen by a rich Hollywood producer, taken on a boat. She doesn't know where she's going to this savage island uh-huh. to steal a big black savage hypersexualized beast, Africa colonization. Like then the white poor fragile white lady f- falls in love and is terrified and is captured by the big black King Kong. Then they enslave him and bring him to America and put him in a cage and sell tickets. Right. And so I saw, I saw I've seen like a couple different movies of this, including the Jessica Lange experience. Right. Of but then the in the Broadway 80s, show, maybe? I feel like they were like, okay, it is a racist story, but I feel like we can really sell tickets to this thing, the King Kong 3D experience on Broadway, which is what I'm calling it now. So what we'll do is we'll cast a black woman in the lead. Oh, okay. Okay, so then no one can say it's a racist story. But uh-huh. actually it makes it worse. Because now we have this actress who's come to New York who's trying to make it and, and is this the story star. of King Kong? It's an actress who comes to New York yes. to try and make it? Okay, yes. uh-huh. And she, like, really arrives with a suitcase, like, sweeping uh-huh. off the bus and is like, yay, what and time, every door where, is slammed in her face. What time do they set it in? 30s. Okay, so they're <clears throat> keeping it as a period piece. They are. So th- now you're like, okay, I'm seeing the same thing, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. I guess this is what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, so now it's okay that she's not okay, but they're like this poor young black actress who never has a chance. And now the like rich white producer who's like, great, you're really pathetic because you're, you're an actress who can't get work and you're black, so you'll say yes to anything. Here, honey, get on this boat. Let's go to Skull Island. She's like, okay, cool. I'm going to be a star. She doesn't even know where they're going. It's just really problematic for me. It's not good. Well, how was the water of the boat? Did they do, did they get on a boat and do water? That's your biggest question about King Kong? Well, it is because I was thinking... Because we're talking about wells? Well, I was thinking about trash and I was thinking about Andrew Lloyd Webber and I was thinking about <laughs> the water in Phantom of the Opera and how when I was a kid, I was like, how 
is that happening? Yeah. Because you can see the shimmer. You know, eventually you're uh-huh. like, oh, it's just like, it's like this. Crew people like shaking well, tinsel. No, there's, I think, it's, I think it's like a mylar floor <laughs> type thing. So the way they do it in King Kong the, is they create kind of this boat <laughs> effect, um, which is actually not bad. I thought the production design was really good. And some of the choreography was okay, too. I just think it's a bad idea. Who's the choreographer? Um... I would oh, gag if you're like Mick Mandy Oney, Moore. If Mick you're like Oney. Mandy Moore is actually choreographing literally everything. <laughs> Wait, who's doing Moulin Rouge? Uh, Sonia Taya. Speaking of, so you think you can dance? Got I've it. Seen her a couple times in the past few days. She's great. I love her. Um, Wait, back to the boat. How yeah, does the boat come out? It, it kind of like the whole stage shifts up, actually, which is kind of uh, cool. Uh, that probably costs lots uh, of money. The whole show costs thirty-five million dollars. So <gasps> a drop in the bucket. Yeah. I wonder how long it'll be up. <clears throat> um. Well, I think not long. Because it but was it, ripped apart. Well, listen, if, if, if anybody's listening to this and wants my advice, my unsolicited advice of how to keep King Kong open longer, my advice is make the seat shake, Ooh. put people in seatbelts, oh. and Disney. take away all the stories and all the bad songs you wrote for it, and just make it all of the monkey, all uh-huh. the puppet, and the seat shake, and they'll call it King Kong, the 3D experience on Broadway. It'll stay open forever. Disney. Disney, yeah, Disney moment. You know what I really want to see that I feel is like one of those um, extreme theatrical events where, you know, stuff's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I have to get back to like a, a movie I walked into that was 4D. Do you know they're doing movies in 4D now? I'll come back I to it. I know about the 4D. I'll put a pin D. in it and come back. So, because um, actually what you're saying is actually, 4D. Actually, I do about the 4D. Well, honey, work. We've all been there. Um, <laughs> is... Because uh, what you're explaining is like a 4D experience, where meaning like it'll like rain on you oh, and right, all right. that sort of Some, stuff. Because uh-huh. um, it's already 3D, because the people are already there. Yeah. So like fourth dimension is that uh, whatever the fuck sensory overload. Sensory. Whoa! Yes, honey. Smell. Make me feel that touch. We, so like putting embers in the in the drafts so that people feel the smell the smoke and feel the poke. The sure, fire poke in their get faces. their hair singed. Uh-huh. So um, draft. So, Backdraft the 4D music. Experience. <laughs> it's so better than Oh my god. I would gag to see you as a firefighter in that. Being like, come on everybody, we gotta get into this building. Boof, boof, boof. Okay, so wait. Shake seat shake, etc. Santo. It's Speaking it's of. over there. Yeah. Um Seat okay. Shake, King Kong 3D, the live Oh, Harry experience. Potter. Have you gotten to see no, it? But I want when to. you get a ticket, you have to take me. Okay. I wanna see it. Cause okay. It's one of those few things where I've heard it is real magical, and mm-hmm. I wanna, I just wanna go and have a magical experience while the world crumbles to an end. <laughs> it yeah. seems like I really like, well, why not jump on that tourist train of numbing myself out at the you theater? You uh, have six hours to watch it because it's two part and they're three hours each. I've done Angels in America. Mm-hmm. So, Harry Potter, here yeah. I come. Angels in America, the 3D experience live on Broadway. <laughs> Angels in America, the 4D experience. Did you see the most recent one? I didn't. Did you? I did. Did you love it? Yeah. I had actually never seen Angels in America Mm -hmm. live. I had seen the HBO miniseries. Who hasn't? Yeah, it's just incredible. If you haven't seen the HBO miniseries, I'm telling you, it's out there. It's dated AF, but I still suggest seeing it. The second this podcast is over, then you can turn it on. Or Sabrina the Teenage Witch, whatever. (laughs) Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, no, I loved it. I thought it was great. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you saw both parts. I did. Did you take a photo in front of the neon wings? 
Uh, no, I don't do things like that. You don't, and that's no. why I really love you, Karen. Yeah. You don't do that. I don't do that, but I do have a pop I have no, show called Broadway Sandwich. You do, and we're going to careen over to that. Yeah. We're going to careen over. But before we do, yeah. I have a couple things I want to get back to. Uh-huh. Also, if you took a photo in front of the wings at um, Anderson America, cool. I think that's great, too. It's just, there's a way that you curate your... Uh, Instagram life, Karen, as well as like kind of being off it a mm-hmm. fair amount. Yeah. Which is um, uh, rare, mm. I guess is what I'd say, you know. And you know the face you have. And it's like, it's good that you, you're restrained. Thanks, Queen. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, Queen. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, well, well, you have a spiritual life. Oh, you, have a spi- you. you have a spiritual life. Um, wait, so <laughs> thank you. Thanks a lot. <laughs> it is <laughs> Sunday. It's good to acknowledge that. Yeah. Sunday. Wait. Did you ever see Titanic, the musical? No, I didn't. I mean, the set would tilt, you know. Well, that sounds expensive. That and sounds. Useless. But how. But was it a good show? I don't know, but I loved the okay. idea. I didn't yeah. see it. Well, you would like the idea of a sinking ship and everyone going. I down. would just gag to yeah. be in a show where I would be like, oh my God, that's, that's tilting. Right. You and know? I'm not like a really macro lens. Titanic really just, we are all sinking and all dying. Oh, honey. So, like, it's happening. We're all going down. It's Figure really out good. what you want I to do over the next seen... 45 minutes. I saw a show that Justin... <clears throat> and the band played on. Justin Bond, who I've known forever and a day, pretty much my entire time of living in New York, mm-hmm. I've known just for, like, 20 years. I We saw a show that she was doing, and uh, uh, she was talking about how uh, she was invited to sing at this Democrat party the night of the election, of for like Hillary Clinton winning oh, God. and was in and it was like in this fierce dress and this like full glass kind of like window place looking out over the city with like, <laughs> you know, Democrat elite. And she said, as the results came in, it really felt like they were like, she's like, well, you know what? I guess I'll sing. And it was sort of like really being like on the Titanic. Yeah. And she goes, but what was interesting is that in this case with the Titanic, we can see the iceberg, and yet we were still like, let's drive into it. Mm-hmm. It was really like the American yeah. public could see the iceberg and was like, let's go for it. Oh my God. Um, yeah. She could have really used that as a, like a, a re- her reflex could have been to like shit and like rub it all over the walls. <laughs> and I imagine it as like, um, in, um, oh fuck, what is it with Jodie, Jodie Foster and what? the movie where the butterfly. Sounds of the Lambs? Sounds of the Lambs. Okay. Anthony Hopkins. Uh-huh. The second one though, where he's in the glass Cannibal? cube. Yes. Where he's in the glass cube in the center. That's how I envisioned uh-huh. this. And the like, second one off with a zipper is with the votes come in. Julianne Moore. Yeah. Where it's all about the Prada shoes, I believe. I think it's shoes? all. She. When she wakes, there's like, he haunts her with a pair of shoes, I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then when she, she gets like knocked out or something. And when she comes to, the shoes are waiting for her to put on and a slinky dress, which she does and goes down to watch. Is it Rob Lowe who gets his brain served to him? Is it Rob Lowe? I can't remember. Uh, Have you seen Killing Eve, though, by the way? No. What's that? Oh, my God. God, it's the called second this podcast Eve. is over, we're watching Killing Eve. <laughs> Killing Eve. And is... after we've eaten the bit bomb up. What, what is it? It is so good. It is Sandra Oh, and it's the woman from Dr. Foster. Did you finish oh. Dr. Foster? The daughter from Dr. Foster. Okay, daughter okay. cheating. So I... The other woman. It's good. Dr. Foster, I remember you really wanted me to watch that. And I guess I did, because I just remember the end. 
the I don't remember anything table scene. except the sun runs away. And then she, yeah. there's a horrible voiceover of her being like, I'll be waiting for you for you to come home whenever you want. But that's the second season. You finished the first one for sure, which is the dining room scene. Didn't you? I don't remember. It's so good. Watch Dr. Foster. Everybody. I don't remember. Killing Watch Eve. Killing I Eve. have it's seen so the good. posters for it with Sandra Oh. Sandra's incredible. That, she and won an Emmy for it. She's brilliant in it. It's good. It's campy. TV like it. is what we're destined for. Yeah, Karen. we're making we'll TV. We'll be in TV and film. Yeah. You have a TV show right now, and it's called Broadway, Broadway Sandwich, Sandwich, which you That's keep right. referring to as... My Sammies. No. What? You keep referring to it as, like... Oh, um, my Pop-Tart. Your Pop-Tart. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a little uh-huh. Pop-Tart of a show. They're just delicious little episodes that are about the time between a matinee and an evening show on Broadway and what people get up to between their shows. It's fun. I also imagine it's a relief for these people for you to show up and spend time with them. During- I feel like if I was between shows and I was feeling a little, you know, run- especially if, let's say, I've been in this show for a couple years. It depends on the show. Honey. Yeah. I would yeah. feel so pleased to have you come with all your Aries nature and mm. be like, this is going to be so great. And like, what do you want? And like, let's just, <laughs> let's take a walk to, you know, where they sell sheet music and like throw it all over the place. Exactly. Uh-huh. We have a good time. And what's cool about it. How did it, that come about? Well, I uh, was having lunch with my friend who's a producer at the Rachel Ray Show. And we went to the North Carolina School of the Arts together mm-hmm. with Michelle Mola. Who's your and friend? Bobby Smith, Rebecca Saldinger. And, um, Hey Rebecca. Hey girl. <laughs> and we, uh, she, when I was doing American in Paris on Broadway, she'd visit me between shows and like see my dressing room and be like, this is so interesting. What does everybody else do between shows? I was like, everybody does different stuff. Some people work out, some people get pick drunk. up their kids from swim <laughs> practice. Like some people go to yoga, whatever. Some people sleep, some people get drunk. Do you, did you, were, did some people get drunk between shows? Yeah. There was an issue with somebody in, in our show in American in Paris who was drinking during the show. Drinking wine out of a coffee mug. Fierce. And then they were like, you can't drink wine out of a coffee mug and took it away. And then he started drinking Listerine. <gasps> yeah. Uh, that's I know rough. it's like sad. It's well, not. Well, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, you know, you've got to yeah. go to a program for that. But yeah. um, alcoholism is real. I mean, but the old days of theater where people were just drinking and smoking time. backstage. Oh, yeah. Can you One of my favorite. Circuit? Uh, or, or, you know, just like the 80s, 90s. Yeah. Kind of until it really got cleaned up under, you know, you know, whatever we're in now. But, um, there's, I was, my mind ran to my favorite Broadway story, which is Carol Channing when she was doing Hello Dolly and she, about how an audience, not oh. corn, everyone knows corn, <laughs> but this is one from, it was something called like Broadway Legends Talk, or I don't know what this thing was. And I think it was like on DVDs. I don't know how I even saw it, uh-huh. but I do know I saw it. And Carol Channing is, she's talking about, She's talking about everything she's broken in uh, a show. She's like, and she's like, yeah, I've, she's going everything's broken. And then she goes on to say how audiences don't see anything. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, anything can happen in a show and audiences didn't see anything. I was in Hello Doggy <laughs> and we were doing when the parade marches by and I was you know, down by the lip of the stage and I fell. And fortunately, I fell on top of this big fat woman who was in the front row. So she broke my fall and everyone keeps playing. And I ran up the aisle and I went to the stage door and I pounded on the door and I was like, let me in, let me in. And they said, who is? And I said, it's Carol Chani. They said, well, you can't be Carol Chani because Carol Chani is on stage right now. And I said, I fell off the stage. You've got to let me in. And I came right back in as we got to the front of the stage for when the parade passes by. No one knew. And <laughs> I remember just really being no like, 
That is it, honey. That is Broadway. It's so good. That's really, you know, well, and like people, my God, people eating popcorn now in shows and what have you. I forgot a whole stanza of a song in American in Paris. What? Yeah. Um, I just basically forgot all the lyrics. I said the last lyric first and it mm-hmm. just threw me off. So then I just kind of. Did you really? Did? Just jazz rift? No. And no, you uh, didn't. Did I did. You, were you singing to someone or were you alone on stage? Alone on stage in the spotlight. <laughs> Where? What city? In, on Broadway in New York. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and Brandon Uranowitz t- has the next stanza and was losing his mind, like laughing, laughing hysterically, so shaking, trying yeah, yeah, to yeah. sing. And it was so fast. It's just four lines that mm-hmm. people were like, oh my God, no way. Like try to record it and. It was too fast. Oh, in the audience? No, 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 no. Like backstage, like all my friends were just laughing and being like, he's going to love this. Did you see anyone in the audience? Um, No, I don't remember that time. But this one time I remember seeing a girl in the audience in the front row and she was holding her program like where her shoulders were, were like her. Up at her shoulders, and it was like she had her reading her program in front of her face, kind of. And I was was like, in the other hand, I didn't see the other hand, Uh and I was just like, I was like, how rude! I'm so distracted by this. I was like letting my mind like focus on this Uh person, and I was like, just forget about it. And the next scene, I came out, and there she was holding her program there again. And I was like, God, this is like, what is what is she doing? Is she blocking the light? Is something in her way? Is she not liking the show? Uh Came out on the next scene, and I got another look at her. No, she had like shoulder hands. Her hands oh. came right out of her shoulders. Like, those were her hands. And that's how she was holding the program. And I felt so bad. Um, and it just, like, reminds you to not be so mad right away. And, like, wait before you make judgments. Because those were her hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so hot. <laughs> it was not how I was expecting that story to go. <laughs> I am kind of, I am a little bit like, though, the show had started, so Put the you don't need down. to have the program up. It's just going to happen, the show. <laughs> you know. You don't need to know what song is coming next. It'll happen. It won't matter. How long was American in Paris? Like, how long was that show? Like, to sit through or physically how long did it last? No, like, how... Yeah, I guess to sit through. Like, if I... Two, two and a half hours. Oh. Yeah. Everyone made it seem so long. (laughs) Well, it's long. It's long. Yeah. It's a long... long. I know, but that doesn't seem that long. I think I want to just make a suggestion to all the powerful producers who are listening mm-hmm. to this right now. 90 minutes and under. 90, no, no intermission. 90 yep, minutes and under. I fully if agree. If you can't get the topic across, no one's interested. Just do it in 90 minutes and under. We can do it. It's we like back. It. That is the origin of Greek Cut theater the anyway fat. that we come out of in terms yeah. of Western theater. It comes out of like the Greeks kept at 90 minutes. It's a really, you don't need an intermission. Then people can have... A full experience. There's an intermission in our show, but there has to be because 
It's, well, also everybody wants to, needs to sell merchandise to pay for the theater, which is the other problem that we can't right. just have theater pay for itself with people wanting to see theater. They need to buy T-shirts and CDs and but do buy they drinks. really? Do you well, know to I pay mean? for the theater because it's so expensive but and because do we don't they? have funding. I, I don't, don't know. know that that's true for We're Broadway. We're not doing theater anymore. We're just doing TV and film. We're going to do TV and film. Yeah. So you talked to your friend, who's at Rebecca. Yes. And she was like, what do you do between shows, what have you? And you were yeah. like, I, what did you do between shows? Um, it depended. Because often I didn't have to do two shows in one day. When I took over the role for Robbie Fairchild mm. and he left, I did the two for him before he left, two per week. And then when I took over, I did six. So I actually didn't have to do two shows a day. But on the weeks that I did have to do eight shows a week, in between I would go get something to eat right away, really, really fast, and then I would come back and take a nap. And did you ever... And then do physical therapy. And you were doing physical therapy. So my Broadway sandwich would be run out, grab food, come back, watch me sleep, get up, do physical therapy, put my clothes back on, high-five everybody in the theater and go back out on stage. And you were doing PT for a torn labrum. I didn't have a torn labrum then, but I do now. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I just learned that. Well, if you're going to... But what I learned is everybody has a torn labrum. Like, all dancers have a torn leg um, work. A lot. Yeah. yeah, well, especially if you're going to, like, jump out in, like, a full Russian, you yeah. know? It's yeah. pretty, it's a pre- It's a pretty, like, bye, girl, bye. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, like, really slamming those hips open. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you, did you do, like, the ice bucket? I, we've talked about this. You didn't do that. No, I know I that Robbie I, did that. I don't that, think ice you, bucketing is good for you. I don't think it's um, the cold thing helpful. kind of is weird to me i'm kind of like i don't know that that's really what your muscles want well everybody always either. says that they're like ice 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 bath ice bucket ice massage with cubes right, right. whatever and i went to a th- uh, like physical therapist in san francisco 10 years ago and i was like my achilles tendonitis my fhl tendonitis is not going away and he was like stop icing maybe you don't like ice stop icing and never had it again yeah. So yeah. my I, body needs heat. In trauma, ice. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Advil. But then heat. I'm right. all heat. Yeah. If I yeah, yeah. my neck goes out, my back goes out, heat. So <laughs> and Rebecca was like, how did so was she is that how the show came about then? Yeah. Was, so we were like, well, let's do a TV project together. Right. Why don't we pitch something? And um I came up with the name Broadway Sandwich it kinda sounded fun because we knew everybody needed to eat. Right. And but we didn't want to make a show about food. And we knew each episode would be different because everybody has a different plan between. So good. And we pitched it to PBS, and they were like, actually, WNET, which is PBS's flagship network, is creating a new network called All Arts um, under the umbrella of public media. And we're looking for new content. And they bought the idea. And so we produced eight episodes with the network. And we our final episode is coming out next week on Facebook Watch and then they all air on TV in January. On TV. Yeah. On all arts. On OTT platforms, on right, Apple right. TV, on I mean no one has a Roku. TV anymore. No, they they'll air on regular TV too. Like Right. If you have Who antenna, has a regular can... TV? I know. But Do you know anyone who has a TV? Well, yeah, because I know old people. I know elders oh. who have TV. Like my parents have TV. My parents are dead, so okay. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to do a second season. We are in talks to do a second season, yes. Really excited. Should be cute. That's exciting. Yeah. And during all of this, what was the thing you did for Mandy Moore? She is doing workshops. She's developing a new stage show. About? Can you um, say or have you signed an NDA? I think I signed an NDA for okay. that. But we'll leave it alone then. It's being worked on. Okay. Yeah. You're doing that now. Mm-hmm. You're doing the MJ thing, mm-hmm. and then Michael Jackson, what have you, mm-hmm. and then... I'm dancing at the Met right now, and then And then April, dancing at the Met. The Traviata, and then I'm developing a new TV show, too, which is really exciting, but 
I look forward to talking all about soon, but hopefully it happens. Is Outside that our Broadway sandwich. The thing that we've been talking about? Exactly. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah well, you'll be working on that with me. Yes. Well, you know, hold, pull your breath in real tight, listeners, and yes. pray to the network gods that it goes through. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm into it. I think it's a good idea. We, talked, we talked about it on the phone when I was on my... On my way to have lunch with Mary Stewart Masters in this past How week. Was that? To, so amazing. And again, She's talking about some, talking about a, a TV show that I think would be really, really great. She's cool. so brilliant. I love her. Yeah. I, I love her a lot. She was married to Ted Danson. Is that Mary Stewart Masters? No, she's blonde. That's Steen Virgin. Mary Steen Virgin. I, I, when you said Ted Danson, I was like, who is that? And my mind immediately went to Damages. Did you ever see Damages? No. With. Honey, as soon as this podcast is over, we're going to watch Damages. We have a lot with to do Glenn when this Close. Is over. It is incredible. You're going to lose your mind okay. with Glenn Close and Rose Byrne. You might have been at NDT when it came out. Okay. When were you at NDT? Between 2013 and 2015. Nope. This is like pre all that. Okay. This is like 2006, maybe 2007. Yeah. Um, Glenn Close plays a lawyer who's like fighting for good, but is going to do whatever she needs to do mm. to do that, which might be bad. Mm. And Ted Danson is the first. She looks to take down like giant, kind of intense, evil corporations. Mm. But how she looks to do that is anything by any means possible. Oh, I like and it. And she does acting that will make you lose your mind. There is this part where she's breaking up with her husband, divorcing him, mm-hmm. and she has like a she's holding a snifter or something, and she does a back bend while screaming, Get out! <laughs> it is so incredible. I, I there was, you know, it's it was kind of one of those beginning of like GIF acting. It's like Parker and I have been talking you about love like this kind of acting. I love a thing where it's like you immediately want to like have the subtitles on yeah. from the streaming platform you're watching it on, yeah. and then post that to Instagram with just hashtag mood. Right. Like I feel a lot of I feel a lot of <laughs> a lot of it now is sort of in that kind well, of that's also like kind of thing. for you in this camp vein and yeah. this like reactive movement in acting uh, that is so good that when you have a reaction that makes sense and smart actors are uh, in their bodies and they Glenn breathe Close into is their backs so they get it. Yeah. But, she has that great acting teacher. Mm-hmm. The whole platform for crying is a kind of like breath control thing. You like mm-hmm. hold your breath and then you just, you lose it. Love it. Yeah, I love it. it. Ugh, like love Giselle's it. Mad Scene, which I'm not You love Giselle's with. Mad Scene. And I'm going to work make, on it. We're going to make a piece. You are going to be Giselle. Yeah. I will be Myrta, yeah. Queen of the Willies I like forever. it for us. I mean, Myrta's, Myrta's um, movement is not anything I could possibly do, but I can chug forward and chug backwards on a leg, and Myrta does quite a fair amount of She does a lot of, of chugs. She does. She, she has a... Well, you have to be pretty stable yeah. to be Myrta, and stable I got. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm going to end us here so that Reed can record someone and, you know, sandwich in herself. Love to sandwich. Um, I love you so much, Carrie. All right. More will be revealed for Hollywood. Well, where are we? We're in Germany, <laughs> Wuppertal, Europe. Ottenbucherstrasse. Ottenbucherstrasse. Well, well, Brianna Omar and I just listened to Jack's interview with Garen, which was a delight. Hi, Jared. It's good to see you. Um, and we're going to, I took some notes. Yeah. So we can commentary about it. 
Um, <clears throat> let's see. So you talked about FedEx, which I've recently had a bad experience with because I had Nikes arriving the day before I left for Germany and they did arrive quotations, but because I wasn't there, they went to the facility, which I went to, but they had not yet arrived there. So they were somewhere in a car in New York City and I never got them and who knows, they've probably been sent back to Nike at this point, so. Mm. I You're know. really having problems with the... Uh, I am. I didn't get my... You right guys, there. I got to Wuppertal or to Dusseldorf and I flew through Russia again, which I didn't tell Jack before we left because I was embarrassed because I know he was mad at me for not standing up for myself before and I didn't stand up for myself again because <laughs> I asked to have my flight changed so I could come have a day with you guys here in Wuppertal and when they changed it, it was a direct flight and it became the Russia flight again. Oh, I well, know. thank you, Reed. You're welcome. <laughs> but that did, you know, I watched four movies on the flight, so that's good. Were they good movies? Uh, one of them was really good, and some of them were just entertaining. Um, I watched the new Jurassic Park movie. There's a new one? Mm-hmm. And I watched the book club with all the old ladies movie, where they oh. read the Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> and I watched um, Mamma Mia 2. Never saw the first Mama one. Mamma Mia neither. This <laughs> was really absurd. Is Meryl Streep also in it? For one minute. Oh. But you, I was crying it's during good? her scene. Oh, during her scene. Yeah. Like, it's shocking because it's so stupid. And she shows up in a b baptismal pool like a bird bath essentially like and then she's suddenly not in the pool and she's sings a song about parenthood and suddenly you're crying i'm not a parent but you know when it's meryl oh when it's meryl <laughs> you can just really relate. relate and then i watched this movie called beast which was a british movie about um feeling alienated by your family and then doing something incredibly inappropriate oh which was really good. Okay. I highly recommend it. It was shocking. I will look for it. Yeah. Um, it has one of those endings where you're like only in Europe. Mm. Um, what was I going to say? Okay, so that was fun. But you came to have Thanksgiving. Oh my God, we had the loveliest Thanksgiving. Doug yeah. Lathurin hosted. Made a huge turkey. Reed helped. He was I the helped. turkey master. I made the gravy. I gave advice about how not to burn the turkey. I had a nap. My luggage didn't arrive. All this to say, my luggage didn't make it from Moscow. <laughs> Who is it? Damiano. Oh, remember saying, him? Thank you. It's in Italian, so... I, That's yeah. hard. He came to Thanksgiving. <laughs> another Pina Bausch dancer. We had a real Pina Bausch Thanksgiving. <laughs> And there was someone there who was in Suspiria who gave us the real scoop. Thank you, Olivia. Who actually danced and who did not. What? Yeah. Oh, who danced and who didn't dance. And also who wore what things and who didn't. And also, was it actually cold? She told a really good story about the um, Italian producer or something when they were filming the, um, the crazy end scene in this like giant cold box um they were showing them the space and they were like so this is the room and this wall you know will be hair <laughs> 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 anyway 
anyways, so um, where were we? I got I'm not, my luggage has arrived at the hotel in Dusseldorf, so I will get it later today. Right now, I'm wearing pants of Doug Lethrin, underpants of Doug Lethrin, and I'm wearing a t-shirt of the beautiful Andrew Zox, because apparently he left behind a couple soft t-shirts in Brianna's <laughs> drawer many years ago. So I'm wearing the most beautiful shade of pink, plunging v-neck old cotton t-shirt, and it really shows my cleavage. Thank it you, Andrew. It looks really good on Reed. Thank you. Okay. So FedEx, no good. Um, I told you about movies. Oh, So You Think You Can Dance. The first winner of So You Think You Can Dance was Nick Lazzarini, and he beat his friend Melody. Remember that? Oh, no. I remember doing a competition, and Nick Lazzarini was one of the judges, and I think, I don't know if I still have the tapes, but I listened to him because they did audio tapes, and they gave them to you so you could hear your critique. Did he give you a good one? Yeah, he really liked me. He liked was he like, feet. her hair was fierce, her feet were hooked. She nailed it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, and I fell at one point, and he was like, just keep going, get up, get up. Oh, they're they're recording it as it's happening. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Quietly. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Into their tape recorders. <laughs> Three people mumbling. <laughs> um, that was also the season where they had this, like, Russian ballroom dancer named Artem. Do you remember him? I think so. I really had like sexual stirrings from Artem. He was incredible. I I remember when they had to dance for their lives, those solos, and I was oh, always yeah. thinking like, what can these poor ballroom people do? But he was really amazing. Oh, he would like he did flips and things. Oh, maybe. I, all I remember him doing is like. Where the, you know, the foot goes front, the foot goes back, the foot goes front, the foot goes back. And you just like wiggle your hips. hips. Yes. With like style hands mm -hmm. and faces. And that's all he had to do really. Cause then his shirt would always be unbuttoned and it was incredible. Is he blonde? You know, frosted tips. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember. Okay. Then you guys talked about Barton who is a dream and we love him. And, um, why were you talking about Barton? Why were they talking about Barton? I don't know. I was getting confused. Oh, because I... Was who. Right, because Barton was in The Black Rose with me. And so you think you could dance. And Barton really can do anything. And he does have an incredible facility. He's amazing. He talked about Tanya Harding. Also, Garen made a Waiting for Guffman reference that was lost on Jack, which was shocking, which was the backdraft reference. I couldn't believe Jack didn't pick up on that immediately. Jack was like, wouldn't that be fierce if there was a backdraft musical? And I'm like, Jack... <laughs> Waiting for Goffman. I was really impressed by the musical knowledge. What do you mean? I didn't know oh, Jack knew so much about musicals. Jack. Oh yeah, he's like a little baby musical theater queen. Do, oh, can't you imagine Jack sitting in his room at like age eleven, listening to Castle on a Cloud from Les Mis and like crying or? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why were? Oh, then they talked about Instagram, which really made Bree and I laugh. <laughs> I don't know why. Because. Jack made the comment, I just really love how you curate your Instagram oh, yeah. <laughs> and your absence from it. Really, that yeah, was great. That was great. That's a gem. Brianna did not know about Titanic the musical, but it's real. And there's been a recent remount that someone put together in like a bayou in Louisiana where like the set was like a scaffolding and actually sunk into in the, the thing. Yeah. Oh, my phone just did something weird. That was weird. Maybe it was Doug. Maybe Doug's trying to get in. 
Oh. Do you want to check with Doug oh. on your phone? Okay. Okay. See if he wants to say, Doug, come over. Um, but I think that's actually a big difference. We don't have musical theater here in Europa. Well, don't they have it in like London and Paris? Theater. You guys do. <laughs> sad, sad tons theater. Uh, you guys try to excavate the human meaning and psyche and... Americans but try actually, to just like you know we, bore themselves to death. What? We did a piece last season where it's like the closest to musical theater, where the men dress as women. Okay. In and a not particularly sensitive way. Women, no, it's from the seventies. It's all. Oh, it's a Peter piece from Brecht. the seventies. Yeah. And it kills your soul a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was. Are the men in high heels? Horrible. Small ones. Oh, yeah. low, low heels. Yeah. Okay. It's. It, we did a lot of shows. Of that piece. And I could not wait for it to end. What color was your dress? Like see-through flowers. See-through. I mean, we got to do whatever we wanted with our hair. I had different dresses. There's you had a costume change every piece. I also That's wore right. like a negligee. I wore. A black, I think also probably see-through thing. Um, I had to be a doll sometimes. There's one that's really great where we all have balls. It's called Ball House. What kind which of balls? I always thought was Bauhaus. Bauhaus. <laughs> I thought we were doing the Bauhaus season. Was it like bouncing balls? Yeah, like like children's balls. Okay. And the men are dressed in like these Vegas kind of chiffon like lots of feathers and it's very elegant and there's only one woman who dances with them. And I shared this part. So when I got to do that, that was fun. But so they were like the um, showgirls. Yeah. And then dancing with the woman. Oh, this sounds well, okay. And there were actors who sing the songs. So we were basically like back up while actors sing songs and we dance. Oh. I hope it comes to BAM. I'm no, sure it will. <laughs> never. <laughs> I have a question. When people say they have TB... Tuberculosis? Is it tuberculosis? <laughs> Is that right? I think so. Like tuberculosis TB? <laughs> that seems crazy. Okay. That was a question about tuberculosis. Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Then when they talked about King Kong, did you see on the New York Times the video of this puppet they've made for King Kong? No, because the New York Times website, I can only look at so many things. I really have to select carefully. Oh, okay. Well, they made a little video of like the this enormous puppet that is animated by like 10 puppeteers mm. that which is a you know just gigantic gorilla and i think aaron's right i think it would just be a good show to go and watch you know an incredible puppet show i did one of those 40 disney experiences as a kid what do you mean oh you went to they it they were talking about this yeah. where they like look. <laughs> no, I, didn't. <laughs> I was in it i played little orphan annie <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, can you imagine? Like, everybody gets the abuse of the terrible. Uh-huh. What other, what other kind of 40 I things could they do with I Annie? Watched, I don't remember what it was. I With Annie? Yeah, they could, like, chuck gold coins at you. And, like, and soot. You would just get covered with... Uh, yeah, the smell of laundry for when she goes into the hamper. Remember? To escape from the orphanage. I don't remember it so well. Uh-huh. I remember the opening. Even though you starred in it, you don't remember <laughs> it. My God. How long did but, that perm last? Um, yeah at Disney I don't know what show it was I was young but I really remember sitting there and then there were rats that get out 
and they used air, and it may, it really felt like rat tails were against your ankles. That's horrible. And it was so terrifying, and I pulled my legs up. I'm sure I would too. But it was it really felt real. Good I mean, job. it was a long time ago. <laughs> like that. <laughs> but you felt it. Ugh. Okay. Then what did they talk about? Then they talked about <laughs> the second. Sons of the Lambs movie, and no, it was not Rob Lowe, it was Ray Liotta who got his brain eaten. Do you remember that scene, Brianna? I didn't see it. They, so Hannibal Lecter invites Julianne Moore, who's now taken over the Jodie Foster role, to come to dinner, and she walks in, and Ray Liotta, who's like another detective, is sitting there, and the top half of his skull, like here, has been removed, and he's still conscious and talking, but his brain is exposed. And then um, Hannibal Lecter um, saws off a piece of Ray Liotta's brain while he's still awake and not in pain somehow and fries it in a pan at the table and, and serves it to Ray Liotta. Oh, maybe I've seen that on YouTube. Incredible. He All serves right. it to him? I think so. I think Ray Liotta eats he it. He eats his own brain. Mm-hmm. And if that didn't happen in the movie, it should have. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, Doug is at the supermarket, and he's on his way. To this house? Yeah. Okay. I mean... Well, we'll get through the list, and then we'll do a pause, and then... Okay. Da, ba, da, ba, da. Um, oh, Garen's forgetting on stage at American in Paris and doing jazz scats instead of the songs made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't yeah, know why. It really made you were, me... You felt embarrassed. I did. <laughs> um, for some reason, I wrote... Oh, the Carol Channing story, really. We loved that. Yes. Thank you, Jack, for that. <laughs> Brianna and I got a good laugh in her kitchen this morning. Um, I have another thing that says drunk boy, and I underlined it. Oh, the person who was drinking between shows and then started drinking Listerine. Oh, because I know exactly who that is, oh. and so do you, Jack, and so do a lot of people maybe who listen to this podcast. I'm not going to say any names, but... Shame, shame. Well, shame on in general. (laughs) Just, I mean. But we also have a person who is sometimes occasionally intoxicated with various substances. Do they perform better? I don't know. This person doesn't often have to dance so much, but um, it's really uncomfortable if you have to be close to them. Wow. They stink. You know, it's like, yeah, if you're distracted by a person with... Odor? Shoulder hands in the audience, <gasps> having a person. Like, that was also an breathing. incredible story. <laughs> Shoulder hands, <laughs> which reminds me of the new season of Great British Baking Show, which Jack is also watching, because there's a woman on it named Bryony who has one normal hand and one like kind of partial hand. It has like, I don't think it. I think it's just a birth defect, but it yeah. has like one. It's almost like a fist with like a little thumb. Okay. And she's totally dexterous. She does all the baking, no problem. It's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Well, in Castle, there was like a bizarre percentage of people with um, kind of like shoulder hands, like birth defect. Wow. Yeah. What happened? And I think, and they were all around a certain age because I think they made that drug thalidomide. What's that? It's the drug that women took in like the 50s. To for what? For morning sickness. Uh-oh. And it was the first time they realized that chemical compounds can change in storage. So it was fine when they tested it. And then when oh, it was stored, no. it flipped and it created birth defects. 
And I think it must have been, like, I don't know, Bayer is here in Wuppertal. Maybe they made it. Bayer is yeah. a pharmaceutical company. Yeah. And on that boring note, um, we'll take a little break and uh, we'll come back with another lovely person so that you guys can have one of the lower voice. Oh my God. Yes. He's going to be in a different register. So you have to like, you know, turn your brain on. Um, Okay. We'll be back. Bye. Brianna's going to have to come closer, but we've been joined by Doug, who's also a friend of the podcast. And has now joining us for the second time yet again without Jack. I know. For Jack, a, you come to Wuppertal. He would like to come here. Um, we were talking about, well, Thanksgiving a little bit. Because <laughs> Douglas hosted a really nice early Thanksgiving for the Americans living in Wuppertal and for me. Well, for special guest Reed. For special guests. Yeah. Because at my suggestion, no? Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Did you see how European I sounded? At my suggestion, no? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were like, I'm coming and I would like to have Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. And I brought fresh cranberries, but they didn't make it, I'm afraid, because my luggage. But what if you show up and there's customs police waiting for you with your luggage? Dog sniffing. Sniffing my cranberries. I would happily give them up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'd say you're welcome to the cranberries I'm going to go on my way for Thursday yeah yeah also you guys could come see a general or something one day if you wanted to come see the show for free anyways but we were having an extremely thought-provoking conversation just prior to that around what does it mean for a choreographer driven dance company to transition into a repertory company after the choreographer's death and we're having a debate, sort of. Or, you As know. to whether they should make new. Right. And thinking about the successes and the failures in terms of, you know, the companies that have tried this. Listing some would be, you know, the Limon Company, the Martha Graham Company, now Trisha Brown Company, Pina's Company. Do we have other European examples? Did Paul Taylor's Limon Company. make other work? Limon they, Company they, is they, doing repertoire. Try, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Paul Taylor Company, he started them doing repertoire before he died in order to, like, prepare them for life after death. And Merce was just like, bye, girl, bye. He was like, absolutely no. When I'm dead, it's over. Right. Which I think he gave them a big kind of, I I wouldn't say gift, but he took away so much of the guilt. He took away this yeah. pressure that you have to keep it going because you dedicated so much, so many years, and mm-hmm. you created this beautiful thing together. And he kind of said, like, now go do your own life. Like you still have work because you can set it at other places, you can teach, but you're not gonna keep it going, right? Without me, it's true. And I think he gave them enough time to really not be taken by surprise at the fact. I'm like talking to some of the company members who joined those last couple of years when Merce was already very old, mm. they were told upon joining, they were like, you know, this isn't going to be for long. So, oh. you know, you're going to perform in the company, but just be prepared that like when Merce is de- dead, it's only going to be two more years. So, because mm. they had two years extension. But anyways, and then, so we were kind of saying like, maybe it's not such a good idea, but then Doug had a great point, which is that also, you know, the New York City Ballet is one of those situations where it was 
very much like a choreographer's company that's gone on to still have successes and try things. So. Mm. Although maybe the, the other difference is another choreographer came in. So after Balanchine, you had Jerome Robbins. But he was already established. I think Balanchine was also wise in understanding that he wasn't the only house choreographer. He was encouraging, especially in those last 10 years of his life, many people to make dances. So he was setting up a, a structure for a company that just does new work. Yeah. And it carries That's on. That's a difference. That is a difference. We have, perhaps. But in talking about the Pina Bausch going forward, you guys have had a couple good ones, right? It's only two. Well, there were three pieces okay. made that were not full evening pieces in 2015, and they've kind of been wiped, wiped from... Memory. <laughs> Yeah, from public um, knowledge. Or, like, it's not on the website. Uh, I guess there are still articles about when we did them. What, were they evening-length works? No, it was a shared evening of three pieces. Who, can we say who made them? Yeah. The first piece was by Theo Klinkard. He's an English choreographer. He was up and coming at the time, now more established. Okay. Um, in... England? I don't even think in London. I think he lives in another city. Wales or yeah. Brighton. Know, Brighton, maybe. Oh. Um, and then Francois Chignot and Cecilia Bengolea. Who's Francois? Francois and Cecilia. They're, they made pieces together. Oh, they're a together. couple. Yeah, they don't really make pieces together anymore, I think. But they were for a while. Okay. French people. She's actually Argentinian. He's oh. French. They met. I think they met at Seed in Austria. But we we sang um, polyphonic music from like wow thirteenth century. That sounds fun. And then we had dance hall workshops with a Jamaican woman. She came. Her name was Queen Letitia. Queen Letitia. And then we all. This sounds yeah, really fun. We sang different songs. I sang You Don't Own Me from Leslie Gore. Great. Oh. Capella with three people. It was really nice waking up with Nat King Cole this morning. Mm. That was really good. I we had a record, record moment. Nice. Yeah. And then I felt like Edgel. being in a Nora Ephron movie, <laughs> except like in an attic in Europe. That was great. I have one of her books. Nora? It's really boring. Um, and then Tim Etchells made the third. Who's that? Uh, forced Entertainment, another Englishman. Interesting how many men were brought in to make dances for what had been a female company for... Francois is a queer man. Okay. Francois and Cecilia make together. Theo is also... I mean, queer is still a guy. That's true. <laughs> I'm queer, I'm still a guy. <laughs> I don't know what Doug thinks he is, but... I don't know either. Maybe just... Is gay this... Can you be... Just gay. Without being queer? Yeah. Because I, I think queer has it kind of developed a broader... Very yeah, broad. I, say, I also yeah. say he's queer because actually I don't know exactly how he... Identifies? Himself, yeah. That's such an American conversation. <laughs> this is... Yeah. Yeah, this is, I, this is actually interesting how they do it in other languages because I don't know in German. Like, I don't know what pronouns they use. Oh, because you don't know the language well enough. Well, it's also confusing because they have, like, plurals and they have more pronouns than we have anyways. Hmm. In other languages, and then you don't know, like, do you use the formal one or do you use the informal one or do you... We're going to have to get someone on the case. Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you have someone at work who's like good at German language? Yes, but not probably not up to date. How many Germans are in the company? Three. Wow. No, more. Sorry. At least four. I'm counting. How many people Franco, are in the company? Barbara, my, Michel. How many of you yeah. are there? I mean, I'm five. Um, Thirty-six, um, I think. I don't know. It changes a lot. That's bit. That's much bigger than I was anticipating. It's I don't not know clear why. who's a guest and who's right. here. And I thought you were going to say like who's going eighteen to total. No. No, you just don't see us all on stage. Ever. Right, but I did see Rite of Spring, but it just felt like that's Tina only, Bausch and Friends. Yeah, that's fifteen. Yeah. That's only fifteen company members or something. Rite of Spring, and yeah. then their guests, and then fifteeners. Oh, because you also have like the elders who don't do Rite of Spring. Right. Right. Many elders. I think that's so nice that a company can have elders. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, I agree. I want to. I don't want to be an elder in a dance company, but it's nice that they can continue to be appreciated and work. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that and it's nice that we can work with them. Yeah. That you don't become like the older dancer in a company when you're still in your thirties. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of experience to be. Do they take ballet in the morning with you guys? Some, not Some everybody. Have. I mean, the people who are on the stage a lot, they're taking training. But there are people who maybe do less performances or have their own thing they do. Mm. Or general, they do not theatrical that many parts. Take class, even from the younger generation. What do they they just come in and hang over their legs and start <laughs> crack an ankle? We don't uh-huh. dance that much. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what kind of warm-up do you give yourself for Cafe Mueller? Like, you stretch your shoulders. Well, I do the training in the morning. <laughs> yeah, first of all, I stop riding bikes. I yeah. stop carrying things. Yeah. Um, you try to, like... I stretch. You know, I do that thing that I actually learned from trying to learn tutting from YouTube. What's where tutting? That, where they make shapes, like boxes. King tut? <laughs> <laughs> And they press their hand against the wall to stretch, <laughs> stretch oh, their wrist. I feel it. Because you really have to get floppy in both ways. Like, this way I have really well. But this flop is much... Yeah. <laughs> We're all playing with our wrists as you listen to this. Yeah, this is art. You've got this good one flop, I have. please. Let's see the other Like one. the dog paw flop. Yeah, see, this I don't have that flop. Handbag flop. <laughs> <laughs> Strange. You do have long, you can long extremities. Yeah. One might think you could have a flexible wrist, but your ankles look flexible. No. Yeah, they're okay. Yes, okay. they are. Mm-hmm. Um, what else were we talking? Oh, Jack. Since you're listening to this, we just watched <laughs> you on a computer for an hour, basically. Yeah. We did. We watched Rumble Ghost. We watched the Guggenheim. We watched um, some of I Want You to Want Me. And Rumble Ghost is really good. No, everything is imaginable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what and I we want. I don't know acceptance. the titles. Oh, we watched also Acceptance. But, Jack, we think Poltergeist should come back. Yes. And maybe it can be a good rep piece for the Pina Bausch Dance Company. And can I please Amazing. Be yeah, who would Douglas play, Jack? Would he be Ben or would he be um, Christian? Because he can't be me, because I have to be me. <laughs> they have to hire me in as a guest. Yeah, we need to get Jack to Tonstadter. Or I have thought about it. I've been like, I really have mentioned his name Dominique many times. Do my part. We just always have a new director, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's hard. 
Wow, I changed t-shirts. This is now... I'm slightly offended. I'll put yours on later. <laughs> Mrs. Andrew Zaxes. We already talked about him. Hey, Andrew. <laughs> Hope you're listening. <laughs> We're thinking Andrew. about your face. <laughs> so I'm soon going to um, get on a train and go to Dusseldorf and go to rehearsal and face reality. But we're going to see each other more. We're going to have ramen. I'm going to come back and do training, as you call it. You're going to come tomorrow. What do you call it? Class. Oh, <laughs> class. Reed, and Reed is going to win class. As he I'm definitely said. You're definitely going to win class. No, I'm not. I can guarantee you you're going to win class. <laughs> That's not possible. This week we have ballet training, if anybody's wondering. What other trainings do you have some weeks? Sometimes Lamone. Um, we have this one called Hansulich Technique, oh. which is actually kind of the basis of the movements from the early pieces. Like Rite of Spring is all Hansulich movements. Oh, Rite of Spring like looks a, sort of like Horton and other things. It's like a ballet class with different spiraling and arm breaking in different ways. Sequencing. It's like Horton grand ballet? Very different. Like grand ballet? Mm -hmm. No. No. It's much... It's like ballet with Kefe Mueller arms. Oh, beautiful. And with weight, like weight drops. Oh, and like some limoni. That sounds drops. nice. I it's actually a really class. nice class. Yeah. I like it. But it's hard. There are not many people teach it. And the one who teaches it really well is a professor. So is he doesn't Hans Zerlich dead? Is that the person? Zerlich. I think Zürich. it's actually with a G. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I guess we'll never Jean know. Jean Sebron is still alive, but it's a different kind of class. Douglas, is there anything you wanted to let people know or discuss? A film? I know you like sharp objects like Jack, yeah, so you have that it. in common. You already talked about Suspiria. We Sabrina. did. Sabrina. None of you have watched it. Okay. Um. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It was very important to Brie. <laughs> I wish Olivia was here to give a five-minute scoop for Jack on Suspiria, but we got the scoop last night. And that There's was a yeah. black swan situation already, right? What's that mean? The oh, with the body doubling. Yeah. Sure. Um. Oh, right. Wouldn't it be no, amazing if that was it. just the end of the podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How does it end the podcast? Isn't there Well, you and we can sing the song and oh. I can go at the beginning. Would you like to? Okay. You ready? But do you want to start on a note or do you just want to do it in any... I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I can match a note. Are you a pitch matcher? No. You want to do a test? I know I'm going to fail this test. Okay, I've well, actually failed this test with Ohad once. Okay. And we'll I was sitting in front audience. and center of a group. And after he pitch failed me days on end, he forced me to just lip sync. Well, I think that's why it's actually Jack's done that. In yeah, pieces it was a good, I would have done the same. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Let's try. Wait a second. I'm going to give you a sequence of notes. Doug was already... I thought he was going to try to sing with me. Okay. Oh, you're starting. I'm going to sing you like three notes. So I just want you to sing the sequence. No, I can't. No, I'm going to try. You ready? Uh, I'm sure. Listen. Listen. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> try it. I'm not doing it. I can't. I'm, I'm certain that I cannot. <laughs> That's interesting. Bum. <laughs> Do you hear it? Bum. 
Okay. We're just gonna sing the song. Bum. Bum. I'm sweating. What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Well, that he proved his point. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Um, goodbye from Europe. We love you, Jack. We love you, Garen slash Jared. And uh, more to come or not. Hey, Reed. I don't know if you're going to be with Brianna anymore by the time you get this. But give her a hug from me and Doug, who I haven't seen in yars and yars. This is also a shout out to our listeners. A shout out. I hate that. Shout out. There's got to be another call to action. Um, voice memo. Uh, message in a bottle. Um, you know, a message sent by telekinesis, whatever. Uh, that we have a Patreon, and it's the season of giving. This episode has come out the day after Thanksgiving, and maybe you're feeling gross and sad because you're with your family, and this episode was helpful because you got to laugh and learn. Um, Please consider donating to our Patreon. Um, And, you know, the holidays... The trilogy of terror has begun, so you know there's time for gifs, getting people Christmas gifs, and um, that was gifs, but with a soft G. And maybe maybe they want a <laughs> a message you write in a note card saying I donated <laughs> some money to this podcast you don't listen to to help me deal with coming here to hang out with you. Uh, Reed, I'll let you follow up with whatever you want to add into this. Lots of nerve. Hello, Jack, and hello, listeners. I um, I listened to your voice memo last night, and then I just listened to it again, and wow, I don't remember any of it from last night. Jet lag is real. I just took ballet class with Bree and Doug and Jonathan Fredrickson, and friends at Pina Bausch in the Pina Bausch movie theater ballet studio with high heels hooked over every chair back. Um, it was, uh, it was fun. It was fun. It really was my speed, um, as ballet classes go. And, um, oh, that was a train. I'm waiting for a German train and, um, contrary to what you may think, German trains do run late and somehow it's more infuriating than American trains running late because that's just to be expected. Um, Oh, here comes a train. I don't think it's mine. At any rate, um, do donate to our Patreon or Patreon. If you're a patron, do the Patreon. And if you're a patron, do the Patreon. Um, I think... uh, you know, we've been working on the gifts you'll be receiving as patrons or patrons. And um, I'm not a skillful silk screener, but you may receive some of my uh, amateur handiwork. So, 
with that said, happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving. We love you.